that case, hello everyone and welcome to Into the Multivoice, Big Daddy Gaming's official news discussion whatever podcast. I'm Mel. I have created things recently. Who are the rest of you people? Uh, I'm Kevin. Uh, if you don't know who I am by this point, you should have listened to the last 20-something episodes. Or however many we've done. But I, I uh, believe this is number 12. This is number... So, listen to the negative eighth... Never mind. This joke's dead. Anyway, uh, I'm the guy who makes the art and does the news uh, roundup for the week. Yeah, I'm Solo Mail. I probably uh, popped more balloons than uh, Lightning has. You, you can look that one up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. We actually have a lot. Some big things, some small things, so we might as well get started. Who wants to start on games? Uh, sure, I can. Okay. Um, so I started by finishing uh, Trigger Witch last week, which is for the price that it's like 10-ish bucks. It's a pretty fun little Zelda-style adventure with guns and an ending that I promise you, you will have no idea what it is until it hits. I, I, think, uh, I think you should tell the people who the final boss is. Yeah, and then, and then <laughs> okay, in the middle so... of the podcast, we can, we can uh, clickbait it. Yeah, for real. So, the the concept behind Trigger Witch is that anciently this portal shows up, and out of the portal come guns into this world of witches and magic. And they're like, oh, let's make a religion around it called Ballisticism, which is hilarious. But um, you come to find out, after all this adventuring, after this mysterious man comes and kidnaps your mom, and you go to save the day that this mystical portal takes you to Soviet Russia, and your final boss is Joseph Stalin. And I can't make that up. That was, that was a real thing I had to go through. If and it was hilarious, been... and it was ridiculous. If you hadn't sent the screenshot to the group chat, I would not have believed you on this. <laughs> Hold on, this one's... It's just... It's just like Twitter. There's a bu- there's a bunch of, of witches and guns, and the final boss is Stalin. I, I mean, I you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, it was it was the best weirdest thing I had happen to me last week. I just sat there, head in hands. And my wife was like, "What's wrong?" I just and I showed her the picture, and she was like, "That's um." That's a thing that happened. Like, yep, that sure is. So I had to fight Stalin, and then I had to go on a broom to fight him on the moon, and then I fought Mecha Stalin. These are things I did, and it was wonderful and confusing. Yeah, this is the stuff that would really improve Toho. Oh, yeah. I was laughing because he was like, it's not Toho, and then there's a very, very clearly Toho section. I'm like, oh, Frick, I gotta tell Solo it's Toho. Like, <laughs> so good job, you won, it's Toho. Right. Alright, oh, I guess good. I can go next. Um, sure. Well, I did get around to playing that Back for Blood. Oh, nice. And uh, it's pretty good. Um, I'm not usually one for online, we've been over this, but... Uh, I wasn't voice chatting it to anyone, so it was a little more acceptable to me, and it was very easy to pick up and go with. Um, <laughs> the It does have this card system, which I think was poorly named. Yeah? Because it's like, oh, it like frames it like, ah, yes, you pick the cards and you put it in the cards into your thing, which will be the ones that will show up. And it, like, frames it like it's a deck builder and you are crafting your deck, which will show up in the game. When really it feels more like I am turning on and off perks and then every time I complete a section of the game, uh, of the ones that I have turned on, I will get to select one. Yeah, mm. but it makes sense because, like, in a, in a world of a zombie apocalypse, you don't need an SMG, you need cards. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like... Thinking it, I had a hard time wrapping around my head around it when it was like in all in terms of like deck terminology. But when I started thinking about it as like a 
like turning on and off items in Smash, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, then I started able to be way more understand it, and I think that's going to be something that's going to throw quite a few people off. Um, looking at our notes, we were all like, "Yeah, this is poorly named." So, mm-hmm. um, but otherwise, it is fun. Uh, the one thing I will say is that hope to God you get in a game with actual people because the actual people can be kind of dumb sometimes. Like three of us are in the end room. You need to come in here and stop just running around so we can shut the door and move on. Um, but the end, the, but the AI companions are even worse. So. And uh, and that, that part where there's an escape vehicle and, and like if if anyone gets in the escape vehicle, they're just trapped in there permanently until like the other people die or 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 go into the vehicle. And if they're stuck, if if two people outside the vehicle are stuck, you gotta wait and wait and wait. Yeah, it, oh, that it, sucks. It, yeah, it locks you in, and your options are you can only stay in there. You can't get out and help them. You just have to sit there and watch them bleed out, which is actually kind of funny. Um, the only other issue gameplay wise that I personally found is that um well we we kind of multiple of us noticed this but it's that there is a when you kill the zombies you get splattered kind of a thing going on so like the character model gets stuff on them and you can see that on the other people uh which makes you really blend into all the zombies and in a game in which friendly fire is on (laughs) that can be a problem yeah and uh yeah, like, wait, actually, like, on the lower difficulties, friendly fires off, so that, there's also that. I okay. guess it's just like, it's just like, hey, you should play us on lower difficulties if you don't want to be mad at everyone. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, it's a good time. There are some issues that can use some tuning up, but I am unsure how likely they are to tune those up for final releases, the thing. Hey, now I know. All right. Kevin, were both of these other ones you played from the indie presentation? They both were. Ooh, um, I have I will... to talk about the indie presentation later, but you can go over this yeah. now if you would like. Okay, I'll start with Islanders, because it's the one I'm actually playing as we're talking. Um, <laughs> Islanders, Islanders is five bucks, which is already a great way to step into it, but it's the super chill, kind of like puzzle high score game. Okay. But it's it's interesting. It's one of the situations where um, you're given this randomly generated island, and on it you um, it'll give you like it will say, "Do you want um, like a farmer pack or do you want a house pack?" You're like, "Okay, what does that mean?" So you pick one of them, and it gives you like four pieces to put on this island, like houses or little like grid pieces or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, They'll do different things. They'll get different amounts of points based on how close they are to different other things you put on the island. So, for instance, if I have a city center, I can put it right there in the middle. And if there's houses around it, it'll become worth more points. But if there's, like, a shaman, like the guy who's going to be, like, muttering weird spells all day long, then you lose points if you put it closer to each other. So it's kind of this management of... I mean, nobody wants that in the town square, let's be honest. (laughs) And so it's this this management of where do I put these things to get them the most points, and how do I keep them away from the things that don't? But it's it's super chill. You can take back any piece you've ever put down and move it around, and then you can, like, if you feel like it, you can just bulldoze the whole island and start from scratch. It's super chill, and it's real nice for five bucks. Yeah, that does sound fun. Definite recommend. I've only been ten minutes, and I'm like, oh, I can see how I can play this on, like, I'll be. I'll bring this into the bathroom someday, and I'll be in there for twenty five minutes. I'm like, okay, shoot, I gotta. We I'll, love a good I'll... cozy game. Yeah, <laughs> on the can. Um, and... but enough about that one because that's that one's pretty simple. The one that where your money really should be is boyfriend dungeon because who we? How did I not know about this one before they <laughs> like had it in the presentation? <laughs> they announced it ages ago. I feel like, and then. I, uh, no, it was like it was some E three presentation that didn't feel like it was supposed to be a game like this. I think it was like either like wholesome or some smaller presentation. But anyway, the idea behind it is uh, 
you play as a girl who decides to actually to play as anyone you want to be this this character that goes out to Verona Beach, California for the summer because your character is like super timid and never wants to date and mm-hmm. you uh the new Same. the new fitness fad is to go into what they call as dungeons d u n j it's a dunge and it's like you fight monsters based off of your personal fears and you oh, you mean that kind of a dungeon yeah so oh. you, you go down there, but so it's like you, the monsters in this one for you are like phones, phones and old TV sets. Okay. Because you find out that your fear is a fear of change. So you don't want to be like upgrading with the times, I guess is what the, so it's the theme like is. A, like a boomer dungeon. Sure, I guess. <laughs> um, and so you, uh, but the deal is that as you go through there, you need a weapon. And there are people who can turn into swords and other weapons. So you're you're met by this this like rapier named um Alex. Uh-huh. Or Aaron. Aaron? I can't remember. Anyway, but all of a sudden so the deal is that as you start fighting with them, you level up your relationship with them and then you can like take them on dates. And if the date goes well then he like levels up his romance and then he unlocks new abilities. So it's like you have to go through this dungeon and also like find items to gift to your weapons to to make them sexier and stronger and it's fabulous and i played it for three and a half hours with my wife and it was so good ah so yeah. wonderful the, the whole concept gives me big um soul leader vibes you know oh yeah we were thinking the same thing yeah the, the weapons and meisters yeah that was yeah, yeah. exactly what we were thinking I, i'm here for it um, isn't isn't the cat breast knuckles it, did i see that uh, right I have been told there is a cat you can either go on a date with that will turn into a pair of knuckle dusters, and I want it. I want to find them. That's amazing. But right now, I've found, um, like, a fencing rapier. I found a talwar, which is, like, a big old crazy heavy sword, but he's, like, this total scumbag guy you have to date, and, like, I don't like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a girl with a mysterious past who's a knife. And that's where I am right now. So there's eight weapons, I think, total. And I want all of them. (laughs) Of those you listed, I will say, the rapier is the sexiest weapon. And he's also the one who has the least toxic personality. So if you're wondering who's, like, four levels ahead on relationships, it's us and the rapier. Because he's freaking rad. Yes. I, I firmly believe there are some weapons that are sexier than others. They just are <laughs> inherently. Like there is nothing better than the trope where someone is pushed up against the wall and their enemy tilts their chin up with the tip of their sword. Like <laughs> Like that that's peak. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun though. I might pick it up at some point. Yeah, it's uh I think it's twenty bucks. Which isn't not too bad. bad for the amount of content you're getting, because it's it's fun. So we've been having a great time with it, and definitely definitely the hit of the show. So, we'll talk awesome. more about that. Yeah, we'll talk about the presentation as a whole later. Uh, last thing I have is, I play, have been playing for the purpose of review a game called Beautiful Desolation. Okay. That it's kind of like a exploration adventure like it has point and click elements like it feels like a point and click style adventure but it's not actually point and click you are like moving your character around and like going and doing things Mm -hmm. and it's in an isometric perspective which i Hmm. generally tend not to get along with isometric games i don't know what it is but like there is something about isometric perspective that does not hold my attention, and I could not tell you why. Um, but basically what it is, is you are in South Africa, and, like, it seems you live there, grew up there, all that. And, like, mm-hmm. that was interesting to me, because we don't get a whole lot of games set in that area. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I was like, okay, this seems interesting, and, like, you're in the car and having an argument with a woman who I could only assume from context was like wife or girlfriend or whatever. Okay. About your drug addicted brother. 
and then something falls down from the sky, smash cut five years later or something like that. Hmm. <laughs> and so what came down from the sky is this thing that people call the Penrose, which is like big spaceshipy seeming thing in the shape of a triangle that's just kind of there now and we deal with that and it has caused a rapid advancement in um like development of technology and stuff and so okay. now we have like automatons and shit hmm. and so yeah, there's no sketch vibes at all, which is exactly why you convince your brother to take you in his helicopter to go and, like, investigate it, because you're like, the government's covering up something, Wait, I know it. helicopter? Really? Don't, don't they know that they're in a game? Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, no. oh, no! So they get there, and they manage to, because it is a dark and stormy night, they manage to slip past all the, like, military helicopters that uh, patrol it all the time, and you get in there. And you're messing around, and, like, you're like, ah, I, I might have found the information. And then, like, something happens, and it goes off, and you get flung into the future. Mm. <laughs> and so then it, it becomes like a, and you get separated from your brother, and then it becomes like a find your brother, find your way home kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's fine. It's not really holding my attention. Uh mm. The voice acting's good, but every time you talk to someone, it, like, cuts away from the game to, like, a big screen of their face that moves slightly when they talk and then dialogue options underneath. It's, it, it's very point-and-click in that way. Um, but the bigger issue I have is that the movement does not feel good. Mm. Which, like, has me not wanting to pick it up, because when I'm when you run... There is, like, a sense of momentum that it takes you a second to get going, which I could deal with, except that the controls are also kind of slippery, and um, when you turn, you'll sometimes lose all your momentum and then, like, have to speed up again, and sometimes you'll just lose momentum for no reason and alter your course slightly and you'll speed back up. It's really weirdly doesn't work, yeah. which is upsetting. But so far, I have not had any, like, combat encounters, so hopefully that's not something I have to deal with. Um, shockingly, you can be a real asshole, though. Oh. Like, s some of the dialogue options are, like, just, I will kill you. Oh. <laughs> I, hmm. have not, I have not yet encountered one where it's like, ah, yes, this seems like a nice thing to say, and then, like it turns out to actually be a threat. I have not encountered any of that bullshit, thankfully. But, like, your dialogue options tend to come down to the be nice to the person, be hostile to them, and just kind of be apathetic to them. They It tends mm -hmm. to fall into one of those three categories, generally. So, um, I know the game has multiple endings. I presume the endings are based on how you treat people. <laughs> That, yeah, that makes sense. So I have just continually tried to be nice to people unless they really fucking piss me off. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm having a good time with it, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but it's not, like, god-awful. I'm just, it's not holding me. Gotcha. Bitch, sometimes it's just like that. Toby. It roses are red, violets are blue. It don't always be like that, but sometimes it do. Indeed. All right. I'm realizing. Yeah, go ahead. Go on. No, no. What were you say? I was gonna say, uh, as I'm playing this uh, Islanders game, uh, I'm really grateful there's no like tide system right now because I am building these mansions very close to the shoreline. Well, <laughs> if. The millionaires did not contribute to the global warming. It wouldn't be a problem, I, now, would it? I deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> um, last thing before we move on to the news, I have been asked to plug our Haven Park review. None of All us, right. have, I none of us have played it, as far as I'm aware. But um, Tex was very keen on the game and wanted us to give it a shout out because he couldn't be here because time zones. Yeah. So. 
there it is. Go check out the Haven Park review. I will link it in the show notes. It is excellent. I edited, I edited it, so I read the entire thing, so I know. And um, it seems like a very cute, charming game from what I can see. I just mm-hmm. haven't played it, so I can't give any input. <laughs> All right. News, 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 news. Let's see. Where Should we start shit and get fun or start fun and get shit uh you know what? let's start awful and then have a good time as we finish this up all right so we have them. we have two pieces of news related to blizzard thankfully i am actually kind of pleased by both these pieces of news first one is that overwatch league sponsors are dropping like flies <laughs> yeah that's nuts um one of the more recent big ones that they lost is kellogg they, but Kellogg was not the first to pull out. They have had several big losses to their sponsorship, which I am sure sucks for people who are playing and like mm-hmm. relying on this. But like, Blizzard deserves it. So <laughs> I'd be I'd be more sad about it if you weren't such terrible people. So right. Right, and tied in with that, we did see three major Blizzard firings. Let me just pull up exactly who this was. Yes, so we lost the director of Diablo 4, Luis Barriga, Jesse McCree, who was a lead level designer, and World of Warcraft designer Jason... uh, Sorry, World of Warcraft designer Jonathan LeCraft. Um, basically, their names are no longer on company directory, and a source within Blizzard confirms that they've been re- basically removed from the in-house group chats. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only assume it's because they were really shitty. That's generally the safe bet. Yeah, because these are several people in high-up positions of power. It is reasonable to assume that if they are getting let go within the midst of the current Bethesda situation, it's because they were in some way abusive to their staff under them. Yeah. And that sucks. But I don't care that they lost their jobs, and I hope that they don't end up in any positions of power anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> Well, congratulations. I mean, it's it's one of those things that it's good to see stuff like this happening. This one, the the steam keeps going. That they keep finding more people to be like, "Hey, you, uh, get out of here!" Like, so I yeah. I hope that I hope it keeps going the way they need it to. My biggest worry is that these guys will like run off and try and start their own studios, which would be even worse. So, yeah. I mean, and and the nice thing about that is that you've got people who are have a lot more time than we do who are keeping track of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, hey, if you work here, remember this guy. We're like, oh, that douchebag. Like, no. Like, so that's it's nice that there's there's people who will take care of that that for us. Um. Okay. Next thing. Let's see. Well, let's keep on with the big corporate things that are happening, it's possible that PlayStation Plus may see a new tier added to their subscription. Did you see this? Oh, a little bit. Keep going on about it. Yeah, basically, uh, recently, the deal for a while, uh, Sony, who already owns Funimation, has been trying to acquire Crunchyroll, which would be a fairly large market dominance. And mm-hmm. it's looking like the com- the um the merger has happened. It is complete. They have acquired Crunchyroll. Um, nothing has happened in terms of merging Crunchyroll and Funimation together. But we can assume that at some point that'll be coming, or um, that instead of Funimation having their own streaming service, all their stuff will go onto Crunchyroll, and Funimation will be like purely dubbing and putting out DVDs and stuff like that. But um, mm-hmm. There is currently a lot of speculation and rumors surrounding the fact that PlayStation Plus may get another tier, which would include Crunchyroll in with it. Yeah, Essentially, one less subscription to manage. 
Yeah, and that's if that ends up being the case, it's not a bad call. No, not really, because I the overlap between people who enjoy anime and people who enjoy video games is a fairly large overlap. Yeah, like an anime fan on prom night. Yep. Oh no. no. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Um. Uh, my biggest worry is that Funimation has their own subscription service, and that's the one I'm subscribed to. I actually don't have a Crunchyroll subscription. Oh. Because I tend to watch a lot of anime while I am working from home, like I have it playing on a second monitor, and as such, I can't do subtitles. I need dubs in order yeah. to be able to do that, to just, like, crunch through series that I otherwise wouldn't have sat down and watched. Yeah. And so uh, Funimation has way more dubs than Crunchyroll does. And yeah. my biggest worry is that Crunchyroll would possibly do away with their free accounts. Because currently you can watch free with ads. And if they get merged with Funimation, I do worry for the people who watch Crunchyroll for free that they might lose the ability to watch with ads like that. No, I think Funimation does the same. Because have, I have both. So oh, okay. Funimation, I think, has free accounts as well. So I don't think that's something that's going to be as much of a worry. Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, it is terrifying. Not terrifying. It is a little worrisome to have everything in one place, because that means there's not mm -hmm. competition. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Or at least if it has, I haven't heard anything about it. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious if we will see more spreading out of the contracts with yeah. series in terms of streaming now, if we will see more series going to Amazon and Netflix. Um, Though the biggest problem with Netflix is the whole Netflix jail situation for seasonal shows. Yeah. In that they totally won't put them on their service until they have completed a dub that can go up at the same time, which does suck. I just um, want to watch Beastars as it comes out, damn it. <laughs> well, actually, interesting you bring that up. I don't know if we have that in the list of things we're talking about, but just recently, um, Toonami... I mean, Cartoon Network just announced that they're doing their own anime production as well. Oh, Toonami. yeah. It's, um... Yeah, it's Toonami. I forget what studio they teamed up with. Yeah, but the point is that there's there's more people out there who are saying, if this is the way we're going to do it, let's get moving on it. Like, anime is profitable. Let's make more of it. To which all of us say, it's about dang time. Right, yeah. I I, I think it is good that we can get more... Um money flowing into that industry and hopefully it would improve working conditions i would dream because yeah. animators are treated like shit on the weekly anime grind no ifs ands and buts around oh, yeah. it um yeah, improve, improve working conditions for management am i right oh yeah <laughs> the exception the exception is kyoto animation who have never done anything wrong ever <laughs> <laughs> they haven't. They treat their employees incredibly well. Awesome. They're actually, they're actually uh, instead of working on commission like a lot of the other studios, they are salaried workers. That's fabulous. It More is. Power to them. That's why their stuff always looks so damn good. Not because they have higher budgets, but because they actually treat their employees like people. <laughs> employees are happier people. Awesome. Yes. Um. Well, in talking media, we got. Uh, some news on Sonic 2's casting. Oh, man. Oh, that's so exciting. It wasn't an official announcement or anything, but Idris Elba posted uh, a shot of Son uh, Knuckles' Knuckles. fist on his Instagram and basically confirmed that he is voicing Knuckles, which, that's great. Idris Elba is an excellent actor. Well, see, there was, I, I looked around a little after the fact, and the deal was that, so he posted on Twitter, at least, um, that picture of Knuckles' fist, and it just said, knock, knock. Yes. And then Jason, Schwar or, is it Jason Schwartzman? Who's the, who's the guy who played Sonic? Oh, um, let me give it a quick Google. I want to say Jason Schwartzman, but that doesn't sound right. That sounds like that, a made That name. doesn't sound right to me. That sounds like you're merging five different names. Yeah, for real. Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz, there we go. But Ben Schwartz posted a picture of Sonic's fist and said, who's there? So, 
Oh, I didn't see that. That's adorable. Yeah, that's if that's true. Because like apparently Idris Elba was just like, no, no, I'm I'm just a big fan of Knuckles. But like, yeah, sure you are. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure. Sure. So I mean, I know that the name of the sequel will be uh, Sonic Two and Knuckles. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they uh, would do that, but that would be an excellent reference. <laughs> if it means that I can get a cover of Pumpkin Hill sung by Idris Elba, I'll take it. Oh my god. Walk around with my knuckles. Uh, Everyone covered in knuckles. <laughs> the, the knuckles stages in Sonic Adventure 2 were not the worst because of their gameplay. No, that honor went to Tails. But the music in those levels, I understand people think they are a bop, but I cannot forgive listening to it on repeat for 20 minutes on end. Ugh. <laughs> uh. I have nostalgia for that game purely because of the Chow Garden. There are a lot of aspects of that game that are not a good game. <laughs> like, I think we can all agree, though, if so if Sega just released even a mobile game that was just a Chow Garden, I would spend so much money on it. Yeah, technically yes. they have, like, a miniature version of, like, that for, like, a base building mechanic for Sonic Dash. Uh, anyways. Uh... I, just, I just want all, all the Chows. Give me... Give them to me. Chow Simulator 2021. Give oh, me. Like chuckle. I'd rather flex my knuckles. <laughs> Drop my pen. Um, let's see. What we got next? Uh, yes, we have... Uh, Amazon is lifting some of their restrictions on game development on your personal time. We talked about oh, this a few weeks ago. Oh, good. Look, they did what they should have done from the beginning. <laughs> Not built a game studio? Uh -huh. oh. <laughs> I mean, uh -huh. Yeah, so basically they are not treating, though they are, they are still treating their employees like shit, but they are doing that a little bit less. Well, that's at least a little bit kinder of them, I suppose. Mm-hmm. All right, should we go over the Indie World presentation? Yeah, let's. Let good. me pull up the list. Okay, I think this is everything, but it's not in order. That's fine. We'll go out of order. I've got so, it in order if you want to give me just one hot second here. Oh, yeah, go right ahead. Oh, that's right. I'm guessing you put it together for the news. Oh, you'd better believe I did. Had it open while we were doing the whole thing, so. Perfect. Um, okay, so here we are. So the indie indie spotlight starts off with the trailer for Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which yes. is the uh, the new game from Team Reptile, which is essentially uh, Jet Set Radio Future Two, or Amazingly. the new the new Jet Set Radio. Yeah, actually, it's uh, Jet Set Evolution or Jet Set, uh, yeah, Jet, Jet Set Evolution. Yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever. Radio. Yeah, so it it looks great. I mean, if you love Jet Set Radio Future, if you love Jet Set Radio, this is this is the game for you. Mm-hmm. So it's looking cool. Um, it's a lot more free running than I thought it was, which is cool. Um, so it's like you had free running. There was rollerblading, uh, lots of like tagging with uh, spray paint and all that. So it, it looks it looks like right where they picked up, and the music sounds great. That's gonna be cool. And even actually after the India presentation, the next day they posted another trailer for it, which is really cool. With a little bit more footage. That's always good. So, we we do love a good follow up trailer. Yeah, I'm just wondering how many of the songs uh, have Family Guy sampling in it. <laughs> Hideki Naganuma will do whatever she pleases because she's her music is she all she does. It's so good. Uh, next after that was Toem T O E M. Uh, uh, it's that's the little, photo one, right? Yeah, it's a little. You go around taking pictures of stuff in town, and, like, I guess there's probably, like, mission structure where you have to, like, hey, you know, get me a picture of someone doing this, and then it kind of branches out from there, and you you get people fun pictures and stuff. I would assume. It looks super cute. Uh, apparently it's yeah. based off the Scandinavian countryside, comes out this fall, and everyone fell in love with it. Uh, Loop Hero is coming to Switch, which I think we knew about, or at least expected to have this eventually come to Switch. Um, it's another yeah. Devolver card-based. Uh, if I understand well, right, that's one that relies a lot on mouse control, so I'm curious as to how well it's going to transfer. 
Yeah, this sounds like a game that would be great for, like, handheld touch mode. Um, I don't know how well the control support's going to be. Um, but Devolver fails to disappoint, so they're usually pretty good to to make quality stuff wherever they go. We do have a Um, review of the PC version on the website for anyone curious. Oh, right, we do. I forgot about that. Yep, Greg was quite fond of it. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's challenging. It's definitely super hard, but it's great. Uh, then we got Far Changing Tides, which is a sequel to Far Lone Sails, mm-hmm. which is, it looks pretty cool, kind of a little exploration, underwater, seafaring, sides, like, 2D plat not 2D platforming, but kind of, yeah, 2D exploration game. It looks beautiful. Okay. Yeah, and then there was Necro Barista Final Pour, which was, yes. uh, you play as the barista in Limbo to help out Recently Departed talk stuff out. And it looks marvelous, and it came out that day. Yeah, uh, that was there was a lot of stealth drops. Oh, a ton of them. It's actually, I have <laughs> several times there's just in giant caps. Uh, out now. <laughs> need this today. Um, and then we had Garden Story, which looks super cute. And that, that review should be horrible. It, um, the looks of it gives me Turnip Boy commits tax evasion vibes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's a super cute farming game where you help people out, and it just looks utterly wholesome. So... A lot of wholesome I believe actually, I believe actually that's the, uh... The entire review is almost down to that one point, I believe. That review's coming out soon on our site, and it just says wholesome. No, that was for, um... Haven Park. Oh, sorry, Haven Park. Which, by the way, go read. It's a great review. Yes. Uh, Um... A boyfriend dungeon, which I already talked about. It just says, yes. my review for is, date your swords, I need this today. Yes, um, and you could, were able to get it today. It was! It was lovely. Um, the next big, huge drop of the whole thing was Axiom Verge 2, which yes. we'd seen in one of the previous directs that it was coming eventually, and they're just like, that's now! Yeah. Um, a lot of people really liking it. It's, uh, it's very different to Axiom Verge 1, but very... Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of the same idea, but it's it's really good from what people are saying. Yes, and the dev seems, like, absolutely lovely, which is oh, just yeah. the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a look at Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, which comes out this holiday, which is a Shovel Knight-based puzzle game, which looks mm-hmm. more confusing than I'm willing to accept quite yet. I'm gonna need to be really sold on it before I get it, but... Right. It looks cool, but it's pretty, if nothing else. Yes, it did look adorable. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Islanders, which I've already talked about a couple times. Um, we got confirmation that Metal Slug Tactics is coming to Switch, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, .emu is on fire right now with everything they're doing. So, uh, yeah, that comes out beginning of next year, and it looks incredible. And, like, if you love Tactics and Metal Slug, you will be a very happy person. But my biggest exciting thing was that they announced Tetris Effect Connected coming to Switch. Ugh. Yes. Tetris Effect is beautiful and... It's amazing. It was one of the yeah. first things I bought when I got my VR headset. And it is... Oh, nice. Amazing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, that and uh, Beat Saber are what sold my sisters and I on VR. So, <laughs> some good shit. Like, yeah. It they tried to make Tetris a religious experience and they kind of managed it. <laughs> really cool. Um, so if anyone who hasn't played it, it's it's Tetris, but with a lot of like cool particle effects and stuff. But and... the biggest hook I was gonna yes. say the biggest hook for me is the how they they work in the music. Yes. Uh, every time you move a piece, turn a piece, drop a piece, it works it into the soundtrack, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's it's really it's a really interesting and unique Tetris experience with uh, another mechanic called Zone, which is super cool. Being able to to make these enormous combos, yeah, worth all your time when it comes out October eighth. Good, good. Um, yep, and then the other stuff we got was a really quick sizzle reel saying that these games are coming to Switch. We're getting Astroneer. Uh, 100 Days, which is a winemaking simulator. 
We're getting uh, Slime Rancher Portable Edition. Which That's looks one that new. I'm going to be picking up. I never played Slime oh. Rancher, and I was always curious. Same here. And then the there's... The joke, uh, is that, uh, the joke is that the plorts are the byproducts of the slimes that you sell, so it's plorts. Oh, uh, nice. Oh, that's cute! Um, and then we got Lumber Jack, which is where you play as a lumberjack bear. Yes. Uh, Curious Expedition 2. And then a port of gang beasts is coming. Which no, is always funny, but it's like, hey, we're getting a game that's like six years old. Hooray! Like, you know what we didn't see? <laughs> we did not, under any circumstance, see any remote inkling of footage for Silk Song. <laughs> I, 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 that's wow. just the funniest thing to me. Like, people always expect it. It's like, no, it's not going to show up. It hasn't showed up the past <laughs> ten times. Why are you expecting it now? <laughs> oh, man. One of these days, we'll get an announcement for it, and people will lose their minds, but it's not now. It's definitely that's one like, of those this game is never coming out games. It's <laughs> like Duke Forever right now. They're developing in the Quake 3 engine, I think. <laughs> and yeah. then it, um, the last, last announcement we got was Eastward, which is the next game made by Chucklefish. Yes. Which looks really cool. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a... I don't quite know the combat of it all, but it's it's kind of this... Just watch the trailer. It's incredible. I mean, it looks really good for whatever it is. It's some sort of post-apocalyptic adventure, you and a friend. But the big exciting thing is that I've been following this for months, and we found out that it's coming out on September 16th. So that's friggin' rad. It's going to be great. Yeah, there was nothing that, like, lit a fire under me that I was like, I have to buy this immediately. My paycheck is all gone. But it was Mm -hmm. a decent showing. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff coming out soonish that I'm really excited about. Tetris yes. Effect is going to be big for me. Um, I already have Boyfriend Dungeon. I'm really curious about Necrobarista. And this uh, is an interesting concept. Yeah. So. Yeah. All sorts of fun stuff. Um, <laughs> I've got one more piece of news for us. Sure. And that's something that happened today. Uh, today, you say. Today, I say. So you remember that Abandoned game by Blue Box? I've heard about this. (laughs) You have heard about this. We had quite the discussion about this when, like, the first blow up of It's Silent Hill was happening. Yeah. Um, Friendly reminder, it is definitely not going to be Silent Hill. Under no circumstances. Under all the evidence is really tenuous and, like... Yeah, Kojima Productions liked some of their tweets, but Kojima's a big fucking troll, so... Yeah, yeah, they completely dodged all the hints that they were lying down at the real Silent Hill was actually made by Bloober Team, which is, uh, uh, yeah, a lot more disappointing. Yeah, Yeah. so, um, you remember how they were supposed to have that uh, real-time trailer thing happen on PlayStation 5, and it got delayed? Um, That was supposed to happen yesterday, and it got delayed, or yesterday or the day before, and it got delayed again. So, you know, real confidence, Mm -hmm. Sparker. Uh, It actually finally happened today. It sure did. (laughs) And it was the same trailer that they posted on Twitter not that long ago. Yep, it's certainly uh, someone walking. Yep, it's, that is uh, definitely a walk cycle and not one that looks very good. <laughs> um, uh, the the best response I saw was someone posting from the SpongeBob Lost episode where it just like showed several different <laughs> walk cycles for a minute. Um, the reaction afterwards it was like that was just a bunch of walk cycles. <laughs> That's a great joke. Oh wow. Yeah, well played. It, deep cut, deep cut to the early 2000s. Um, oh, man. But I did find this image that is going around Twitter, and I did some research, and it was basically someone had made this time box, uh, time box, timeline of Blue Box Studios and how they are a big scam. And oh. I did some looking around, I did some digging, and from what I am able to tell, most of what is on here is correct. 
Um, I wasn't able to get confirmation on some of the things, but it seems to be largely correct, so I'm willing to trust that I just wasn't able to dig this up. Uh, if there is something wrong, of course, we are totally open to correction. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, always skeptical of image going around Twitter, but I've looked into it, and this seems fairly accurate. So we have a timeline of the studio going back to 2015. And let's go over how this is definitely not going to be Silent Hills. <laughs> Early 2015, they announce a horror game called Rewind, and they delay the playable teaser of the game because of quote-unquote technical issues. Wait a second, did you say playable teaser? It is Silent Hill. No! <laughs> you shut your mouth. Um, yeah, so they... Technical issues. That's not at all familiar to what they're doing now. Um, They say it'll have VR, and then shortly after, cancel the VR. They cancel the Kickstarter they put out. The game development is on halt, and they'll tell us when development continues. And then they announce they have a new project. Uh, Then they announce the development is resumed. The game was never released, and the website it was supposed to, that like, went with it is no more. That's certainly confidence boosting. Yeah. Later in 2015, they announce exclusive horror, PC exclusive horror game called The Lost Tape. They say they will stream gameplay soon. The game never came out and was uh, deleted from their indie database website. Nice. 2017, they announce a new horror game called The Whisperer coming out in June 2017. The game never came out. 2018, they announced a multiplayer horror game called Unseen Faces. Game never comes out. Oh, guys. 2019, they actually release a game. Hey! It is a broken mobile app called Tale of the si- Tales of si- the <laughs> Tales of the Six Swords. They stole anime character art to make it the app's icon. They say an update is coming for this non-working app. The app is removed from the App Store. Oh, good. Oh, good. 2020, they release a horrible horror game called The Haunting in, on Steam in Early Access. The game receives nearly 100% negative reviews, and the buy option is removed. Oh, no. They say a big update is coming very soon, but it gets delayed. The update is never released. Ugh. They quit developing it, gave the game to Create Q Interactive to finish. This fake studio did not finish the development either. <laughs> 2021. They released they announced the horror game Abandoned. They say the PS5 real-time app will be available August 10th. They have technical issues and are working to resolve it ASAP. And it is then delayed. <laughs> So, yeah, none of this inspires confidence yeah. at all. Especially going to the audience, like, it's got to be Hideo Kojima. Like, no, I don't think he's going to touch this with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. Ugh. And it does not escape me that they are making a horror game, and everything that they said they would release and didn't was also a horror game. He's going to say, like, it's a, that's a bad time, guys. That's a real bad time. Yeah, it's overall, in general, not a good look. Oh. So, um, it's not Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I feel vindicated. <laughs> oh, it's mercy. Just, it, it, if this were somehow Kojima, God has it been bungled. Uh, if yeah, it is not Kojima, God has this been bungled. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, this has not this gone well. A, this is a bad time no matter how you slice it. Right. Like, I am looking forward to people like playing this as a joke at this point. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And, I am also looking forward to people catching on that, wait, hold on, this might not be Kojima. (laughs) 
And I'm also looking forward to Sony realizing they've made a horrible mistake by giving this game any promotion. Yeah. Like, how did they get Sony approval and a Sony spotlight? Yeah, how did they get anything on this? Because Sony says we're for exclusives. Hey. Hey. Like, I love my PlayStation 5, but I could use a few more games. Everything's getting delayed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so. It crumbled. Big shock. Excellent Excellent work. They, they, uh, they don't seem to be very good at the social medias. (laughs) But that's about all I've got, unless you guys have got anything else to add. Um, my big thing was apparently there's been some credence to this rumor of uh, what is it called? Uh, the first, like the three PS2 Grand Theft Autos coming to Switch or uh, coming yes. to uh, the remasters. To Switch, it's um, coming to Switch. That's the big thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like saying, I mean, sure, it shouldn't be that hard to get a PS2 game running on the Switch, but same time i mean that's grand theft auto 3 vice city and san andreas which are three pretty huge popular games i will only play if the cheat codes from my childhood are intact i would be blown away if they weren't like vice city had the best cheat codes if i remember right (laughs) my favorite so picture me an 11 year old girl playing this game because my dad forgot to take it out of the PlayStation. He's asleep and mom's not home. (laughs) Uh, He had the cheat codes printed out and I was like, ooh, and there was a cheat code you could enter in to make women follow you. Okay. Uh, That they would just, like, flock to and follow you. And if you got in the car, they would get in the car with you. And I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of funny. Um, Then I realized... I can run the car down the beach full speed and bail out right before it hits the water and they will keep going with the car. Oh no. Because, you know, 11-year-old girls were psychotic like that. Um, Yes. (laughs) But then what was even funnier is you could change your appearance through cheat codes, like you could turn into other characters. Yeah. The number of women who would come and flock around you was different based on which character you were. Huh. I was like, they took that into account? Fascinating. (laughs) And so, of course, I had to test all of them. Like you do. Um, Yeah. I believe the one that got the most was the uh, large Ron Jeremy looking motherfucker. Oh, (laughs) of course. Of course. Yeah, but so what we've heard so far of the rumors is that, I mean, it's going to be a little ways out, but um, so they're going to be remastered graphically to the point where it's going to be a combination of old stuff and new stuff. Okay. I mean, um, a PlayStation 2 game would need a glow up in this day and age. For sure. Yeah, so it looks exciting. I mean, if it's true, that'll that'll sell pretty big. Even if it's for, I mean, it'll be for everything, I assume, because there's no way they're going to keep that just on the Switch, but... That, that's, that's always uh, a caveat, if true. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if, if this is true, it makes sense from Rockstar's perspective? I mean, oh, yeah, it makes sense. As much sense. as people really want to keep playing Grand Theft Auto Five, we're just like, hey, give us the old stuff, because old stuff is selling like hotcakes right now. Yeah. My little sister literally just bought Grand Theft Auto V this week for 15 bucks. Like, they are still selling that game. (laughs) Um, Which, it makes sense that they have not moved on to 6 if they can keep selling 5, but... Do we really need a PlayStation 5 port? Do we really have a PlayStation 3 game? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if it's not, like, if... Like, uh, I guess with get backwards compatibility, like if there's a PS4 copy of Grand Theft Auto V, I don't know. But yeah, there is a PS4 edition. And so, w- do we really need a five specific port? Probably not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not a Rockstar executive, so. Yeah. I'm sure so, there are people who would buy it. It'll be interesting to see if and when that gets announced. So, 
Yes. Keep your eye out for a potential Grand Theft Auto re-release. Uh, isn't Gamescom coming up? Uh, yeah, it's soon. I yeah, don't know when within... specifically. I think it's this month. Or next. Sounds right. Let me check. Yeah, because I've seen Jeff Keighley talking about that too, so there's got to be something. Gamescom dates. Uh, August 24th to the 26th. So yeah, it's later this month. Gotcha. I wouldn't be surprised if we see something there. There's probably going to be a lot of announcements coming out of there. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably have several more delays announced around the same time, as is For tradition sure. now. <laughs> yeah. It is the way of things in this... Um, oh, what's the phrase everyone keeps using? In these unprecedented times... Oh, please, no. Of this panorama, <laughs> pandemonium... <laughs> Hey, by yes. the way, um, there's one yes. more small. There's one more small news sure. thing I'd like yes. to mention really quick. Uh, basically, uh, AMD just released a new graphics card for their mid-range, and okay. uh, disappointing because AMD. they released it for four hundred dollars. AIMD AMD released their sixty-six. I think it was sixty-six hundred XT for about four hundred dollars MSRP. So that's like the super low price if you're super lucky. Mm-hmm. But it's only for 1080p gaming, and it's like two generations ago, like, the 1060 was, like, $300 for, like, 1440p or slash 1080p. So, yeah. Not bad. Not exact. I mean, the point is, is that it's $100 more for, like, the a similar tier of graphics cards. So, like, mid-range, like, people made a huge point of that. Mid-range is dead, basically, because before you could get, like, solid 1440p performance for $400. But, yeah, now it's, uh, now it's, like, uh, firmly in 1080p territory because like because like and the reason that's notable is because AMD is known for like trying to like undercut the competition with like high high performance for their for the price so like the fact that they're giving into like the the completely uh, skewered supply demand curve was disappointing for a lot of people mm-hmm. how much of the price has to do with the silicon shortage though um well i mean like it's it's I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, basically, it's it's mostly about the, the uh, like, it's mostly about the trading issues and the, and the, bit and the, like, the endless demand with uh, Bitcoin, basically, uh, mining, basically, so uh, that's why that they're, that they're able to justify, like, selling it for $400, because then they'll still sell out instantly. Oh, sure. Bitcoin has ruined everything. Yes. Fuck Bitcoin. <laughs> okay, like... Fuck Bitcoin. Okay, I will admit I am not a technologically-minded person. I will readily admit that, like, the most impressive thing I can do on my computer is torrents. Like, and word <laughs> processor. That That's my domain. I, the reason I play console is because I don't trust myself with a gaming PC, basically. Um... I don't understand why I Bitcoin mining is a like computer calculation process. Why do you need graphics cards? Well, basically, it's uh, it's a bit complicated, uh, but like uh, there's uh, I don't understand all the details myself, but it has to do with like how uh, like bitcoins are like a no- like a really complicated number. Yes. They have to like uh, figure out by doing a lot of complex calculations with like some sort of weird matrix. So like graphics cards are able to handle that nonlinear, uh, like that not kind of nonlinear processing with uh, because okay. Like, so the graphics card like does math. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that's that's okay. The idea. Like the the difference between a CPU and a GPU is that the CPU has like uh, has has like only a few cores. That like are very fast, uh, and uh, so. But then the GPU has like hundreds and hundreds of cores that aren't as fast, but like can they can split tasks all over the place, you know? So like, games engines will like split those tasks among like different forms of calculation for like shaders, you know, or mm-hmm. or like uh-huh. uh, figuring out how like some like a texture will be rendered, you know, or and all that stuff. So like. Like the asynchronous type of calculation is exactly like how Bitcoin is uh, ca- is like created, you know, basically. There's okay. like a finite number of Bitcoins, but 
uh, yeah, we we'll probably won't see the end of it for another few millennia. Okay. Yeah. See, my know nothing about how computer work brain went graphic <laughs> card make picture. <laughs> okay. But if they actually like do the math and stuff, that makes sense to me now. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> there you go. I learned something today. Look at you go. Always be learning. <laughs> All right. Ready to wrap it up? I think so. Drop your beats. Well, I'm Kevin at SML Captain on Twitter. Um, I'm again. I've been posting a lot more uh, art stuff. Um, I just found out recently that there's another expansion to Just Shapes and Beats, which is very exciting. So I'll be posting stuff about that in the next couple of days. There you go. That's me. That's you again, Solo. Oh, right. I forgot that I'm, I'm, I'm second in political position for some reason. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm solo male. I don't really post anything, but, you know, I'm on this podcast, which is cool. Nice. Uh, I'm Mel. You can find me at, at Mel Curtis on Twitter. And as always, the website's Twitter is BDG underscore UK. That's where you find all the things from everyone, not just the sultry voices you get to hear here on a regular basis. That's yeah. where you'll find our reviews, our news, our editorial pieces, our interviews, everything. There's all sorts of good stuff, so pop on over there. Um, but that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.